You're listening to Tarot Visions. You lucky devil. What are you doing, Jamie? <laughs> I got money. Why do you have money, Jamie? Well, people have been donating the cost of my new tarot-inspired life book here at Pantheacon. Wait, wait, we're at Panthea... What, what? When did we end up at Pantheacon? How did... Oh, right. Yeah. Vortex. Okay. <laughs> Time dilation machines. Um, but what? Um, I don't understand. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're not Rose. Okay, fine. Um, I think you are wrong. Well, well you sound like Rose. <laughs> you don't look like Rose. Well, that's because I'm I'm dressed by inspiration. The inspiration of Benabel Wen. Wait, I'm, wait, 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 wait. What? Okay, what is in my vitamin water? <laughs> okay, wait. Green dress. Green dress. Kind of leafy looking. Yes. Uh, I have never seen you wearing a bun. Then you haven't been paying attention, but okay. And wait, no, you did something to your hair. Usually, no. Because I'm a blonde, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no? Okay. What? Tinkerbell. I, oh, that's what... That, yes, yes, you are. It's the new revision of Tinkerbell, isn't it? Sure, okay. I think... Right? Clap your hands if you believe in fairies. Clap your hands if you believe in Or Rose. clap your hands if you believe in Benabel Wen. And I yes. do, so Woo-hoo! I figured... As we all know, Benabel Wen put together a video podcast called... Bell Chimes yeah. In. Bell Chimes In. And um, in honor of that, when she decided to do that, some mischievous <laughs> pixie decided to send her a Tinkerbell costume. And in the first couple of casts, she's wearing it. Mm-hmm. So I figured, in honor of Benabel, I would go full Tinkerbell for her. And there will be pictures, folks. So, um, Benabel, if you're listening to this, we have some pictures of Rose. And so far, everybody who's seen me has not recognized me on first glance. It's, it's been brilliant. It's been awesome. We had a fa- another fan of the cast who was not able to attend this live recording who was like, oh, you're Jamie of Terrorvisions. And I was like, yeah, where's Rose? I haven't seen her. I'm like, she walked right by you. <laughs> What? Like, (laughs) so yeah, so we decided to be silly for for our last night at Pentheacon. It's Sunday night, and we're doing our live podcast in the Divination Suite. Mm -hmm. Thank you, John and Fred, for hosting us. Yay! And we've got a lovely studio audience, so we're excited to have you all here. Thank you so much. I know it's it's a yay studio audience. It's a little less crowded than it was for the podcast class that we did, and that's going to be also posted online. But we figured, hey, we had such a great time doing this last year, and John and Fred were so sweet to us to let us do it again. Yes. So we're here and doing all kinds of fun, silly things. Let you do it. We practically twisted your arms off to do it. Uh, oh, yes, so that's, yes, is that why my shoulder hurts these days? <laughs> well, you know, that's what the massage was for, right? Yes, that no, yes. Yes, we went downstairs, got massages today, and we've been having a wonderful time. Jamie's been doing all kinds of author events. Oh, yeah. While we were here, and I got to do like the class, and mm-hmm. Jamie and our editor, Mike, uh, joined us. <laughs> And uh, we've had a great time. And then I've got to make mead today myself for Maeve, which was awesome, down in the Cauldron Mm -hmm. of the Celts suite. 
and there's been so many fascinating classes. And I heard that Mary Kay Greer and Rachel Pollock were in the divination suite visiting. And what else did they do, John? Well, Rachel signed her book that was donated to the suite. So someone got a signed edition by Rachel Pollock, which is awesome. Uh And she hung out here for like half an hour or so, which is... Just oh, chatting yay. things up and, and looking at all the things around. It was really great. And Mary did the same thing. She's such a delight. And she won a prize and she was thrilled. So, oh, brilliant. Yeah, so we get we get to, we were really blessed to have, you know, the colors of such greatness. Yes. You know, of wisdom and, and yeah. thought to be uh, joining us and, and just hanging out and chatting with us, which was fun. Oh, it's yeah. the divination suite. That this isn't the this is the divination, this is the divination suite. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They were visiting and, you know, they got yeah. to do yeah. some divining. I saw Mary sitting here. Yeah, Mary yes. was here for the raffle and right. she won a prize and I may have gifted her a couple of items that I have worked on because she has never seen them yet. And I'm like, wait, Mary Kay Greer does not have a copy of my deck, does not have a copy of my book yet. This and must be rectified. And wanted it. And wanted it. That's yeah. important. That too. was an honor to have her here and that the fact she won something at the raffle. So we thank our tarot grand dames for all the amazing things they have well, given, all the wisdom yeah. they've given yes, us, the yeah. books they have given us. Well, and to the, be fair, uh, I think the two books I always recommend to my mm-hmm. friends who are learning about tarot or just want to get refreshed, it's Tarot for Yourself from Mary mm-hmm. and Tarot Wisdom, excuse me, which is a tarot history book that I love. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, 78 Degrees of Wisdom is back again, so I can get start re, yeah. re- vamping that and pushing that so that's kind of exciting and getting to see Rachel was wonderful you know yes I don't get to see her oh there was a rumor that's Karen Krebser by the way Yes. That Rachel Pollock was telling some dirty jokes when she was here. Oh, oh. wow. Well, that's sassy. Yes, Rachel. I have it. missed it. Aww. She yeah, probably she was. was. Yeah. She was having fun. The, and that's, that's yes, that's important. Yes. And in case you all don't know who Karen is, Karen Krebser is uh, one of our dear, dear daughters of divination. And she does all kinds of, uh, oh gosh, all the things, what is it you do. Um, no, I'm, you know what? I'm going to let you do it. Yeah. Tell, tell me. About tell yourself. us more about you because I've forgotten what I wanted to say. Oh, well, that's fine because it's been a long day and a long weekend. And I think we're all, the energy is beginning to sort of uh, tend toward winding down. So I think we're all a little winding down. I do daily draws every weekday mm-hmm. on uh, Instagram that feeds out to uh, Tumblr, Twitter, and uh, a Facebook, mm-hmm. and my uh, uh, Instagram handle is Upstart Crow One Five Six Four. Nod to Shakespeare, nice. uh, <laughs> and that's U P S T A R T C R O W One Five Six Four. And what I do is, uh, I, it's a technique I've developed over the last three years. Uh, and this is work I do for free. I'm, I'm currently in a state where I'm not doing public readings, but this is an offering I can make to anybody who is following me, who wants a reading every day. Um, it's about a paragraph, sometimes a little longer, sometimes a little shorter, and it will. Uh, it comprises a tarot card, a rune, 
uh, one of the full set of Norse runes, including the Elder Futhark, Younger Futhark, and Medieval runes. And then I have a bowl of charms that I draw from. There's about 400 of them. It's a fantastic <laughs> set. I, I, I have, it's an illness, I say. An illness, I tell you. Um, I go to gem and jewelry shows and shopping online and anywhere I can find charms. And sometimes people have sent me charms mm-hmm. and everything gets blessed and then put into the bowl. And I have a ritual I do every morning. I dedicate the divination to Odin. Uh, he's a god I, I honor and worship and uh, a god of divination as well. Mm-hmm. And then I put the draw together and then just start channeling whatever comes up based on the card, the wisdom of the card, and uh, the rune and the charms and what they all say. Uh, and I'm using one deck per year. Oh, okay. Um, oh, what's this year's deck? This year's deck is the Wildwood Tarot mm-hmm. uh, by, I think it's Mark Ryan and uh, John Matthews. And uh, last year, um, I believe, was the um, uh, Mott Tarot mm-hmm. by Julia Kuchia Watts. Uh-huh. Wonderful, amazing deck. Absolutely beautiful, hand-drawn, yeah. uh, painted. And then the year before that was Ellen Lorenzi Prince's Dark Goddess Tarot, which is just breathtaking in power. Yes. Is one of the most powerful decks I've ever used. Do you have a particular way that you choose your decks? Because I've been—I was wondering how, what span you used to pick your decks. You say you do um, a year's worth of work, but is there anything that you do divination-wise to pick which deck you use? No, it's all vibes. Uh, it, it all has to do with a deck that I find that uh, maybe I already have it, or it's something that I've bought uh, maybe in the last couple months or so, or that maybe I won in the divination suite. Darn it, I was looking, <laughs> looking at you, Gina Thies, for your amazing, amazing tarot of the Moors that I will go out and get a copy of. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that might be next year's deck or Benabel Wen's beautiful Spirit Keeper tarot. Oh, yeah. I, I oh. have that, and it's so complex and rich and gorgeous and also hand-drawn, perfectly, beautifully yes. hand-drawn. And so I'm thinking about studying it this year mm-hmm. so that I can use it next year and mm-hmm. not flounder because it's so rich and it's complex. So nice. yes. For our listeners who aren't here, or even those who are here, Benabelle Wynn produced in 2018. Within, I think, the span of, what, three months, four months? More and like three days. It yeah, was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of felt like three days. She decided to, you know, can I draw my own deck? And put make it kind of the way I wanted. And could I at first? I I think she wanted to have it traditionally published, but her partner was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, here's the mathematics behind that of why you don't want to do that." And then she said, "Fine, if we're going to self-publish this, you're going to take on that publishing." <laughs> and so she published the first edition, which is a black, beautiful black and white deck, mm-hmm. as Karen described it. I think many of us have a copy of it. I used it for a daily draw in December and it blew my mind. I have I, I bought um, a printed copy of the book. I have the ebook on my devices because I want to you know read this 500 page tome yes. because Benabel does not do anything small. Like go big or go home. Yes. She has a little white book in LWB which isn't like 
the LWBs and like the decks you commonly find with here's these meanings. It's kind of more like philosophy behind the decks mm -hmm. creation. And then recently she released the medium white book, which is kind <laughs> of a midway between the big, big book and the little tiny book that you can barely read the, the text with. She is producing a second edition this year, again limited. She's calling it the v v Vitruvian? Or? Oh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't remember exactly. Yeah. I think it's the Vitruvian, and again, this one will be um, a Kickstarter, I think. Uh, I, I can't remember if it is not. I know that she's doing some different items with mm -hmm. it. She's got videos on her website. Of course, we'll link this all in the show notes. And I found I, I if if you do that deck next year, Karen, I'm I'm gonna follow. I'll, I'll definitely follow more closely because mm -hmm. for me, I found that this deck might be a better magical working deck, rituals yeah. and spell work, just because I think it would take a lifetime to uncover the secrets that she has managed to put into this deck, and it's gonna be like a self. To me, it's a self study deck. It's a, it's mm -hmm. a beautiful piece of. Um, uh, I, I can't even call it pagan wisdom, but it is a beautiful piece of personal wisdom. Right. She does also, um, just to, uh, to mention, uh, because this is important to me, some some tarot decks are created without a uh, spiritual background in mind, whereas some have the spiritual uh, background. Uh, some tarot readers use the cards for spiritual purposes, uh, you know, in connecting with divinity and in connecting with themselves, and other people uh, don't, you know. And it doesn't matter one way or the other, but Benabel has taken each deck and she's consecrated each single deck. Mm -hmm. She is, I mean, it's it's staggering the amount of work involved. The first run of this, and and we, and the only, I'm not like a stalker. I haven't. Oh. I swear oh. to you, but um, I she's published her process mm -hmm. on uh, Facebook and, and Instagram blog. and her blog, um, and so that's how I know this. And she's published videos about this, and uh, a thousand decks. And she consecrated each one by hand. By hand, she signed the cards, oh. numbered them, and for those of us lucky to get one of these one thousand yeah. first editions, you can really feel the energy. This right. is a very Absolutely. magical, sacred item. I know right. for me, I'm not going to let. Sorry, Benabel, I'm not going to let anybody touch the deck. Yeah. This because it's been consecrated for me. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, it's my spiritual working. So, yeah, look up the second edition. We'll include links to both mm -hmm. things, including Benabelle's blog and the Tinker or the Bell Chimes In series in honor of our Tinker Bell who's sitting next to Yay. me smirking. And yeah. I'm doing my best thing because we did took last night, we mm -hmm. taught the class on podcasting 101, and I'm doing my best to be quiet while other people are talking and mm -hmm. not do my uh huh, keep talking. Mm -hmm sounds so that we don't have to edit those out hey mike i haven't said or what not yet oh whoops wait and, and there it is yep just yeah. just for you mike <laughs> um so jamie what was your favorite thing so far over the weekend oh jeez! i know right wow that's a question that's and now we have made jamie speechless <laughs> kind of yeah and everybody's like yeah this one's a talker um she what, is a talker what's your favorite thing that she did this weekend? Yes. Whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh, and whatnot. And whatnot. I, this is this is Jamie's catchword, everyone, in case you're wondering. <laughs> it, it's my pause phrase. It's my 
when I um, when I when I talk and I think, sometimes my sentences don't fully form in my head, and I they my brain likes to jump to the next item. So I found, thanks to you, Mike, that sometimes I'll say the halfway through, and then I'll be and or whatever, whatnot, you know, Correct. whatever you have it, you know, things like that. So I am going to be working really hard in the future, so that if you're, you know, now everybody's going to go back in our episodes and try and tally things up. Please don't send that to us. No, 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 no. Oh. Please send it to us. We'll forward it on to Mike. He will giggle. It'll make him happy. And then really? maybe we'll have a raffle about all that. At we'll one, see how many people at catch one point. it. However, going back to that question, because that thing for that little, you know, side note gave me some time to think. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight we had a, a Llewellyn kind of pizza party mm-hmm. for authors. And it, I felt really honored and special that... First off, not only did I get a contract through Llewellyn basically in a year, and my book came out within a year, mm-hmm. but that I'm here, I was up there in the suite with Mary Greer, with um, Deborah Blake, um, with all these other amazing authors who have inspired me and my words, and we had a small toast mm-hmm. to the lineage of those of uh, the writers that have came before for all the thousand of years to those hopefully that will come after and the fact that we're all connected by this and by the food that we all eat and I had an amazing piece of pizza and I had a lot of amazing discussions with different authors one of them just got their book signed on with Llewellyn that's coming out next year and I'm really excited about it it's going to be titled The Lesser Work. I'm not sure what name the author is going to be on it yet, so I can't really say to that. But it's basically, they were telling me that it's a book about adulting for pagans. It's We, we talk about the greater work, mm-hmm. but the lesser work is kind of like more like mundania. And people sometimes forget, at least in pagan traditions or magical traditions, we're like, we always want to live a magical life. Thing is, we already do. So it's kind of covering, like, you know, paying money or receiving money is a magical act. Right. Everything we do, going to work, you know, even though it's a day job, it's still a magical act. So trying to bring more blessings, more magic into the lesser work to remind us that we are all magical. And that we're always working on magical things. That yes, makes sense. and we honor it into every little aspect of our lives, which is something I try and do, like, with Tarot Daily Draws or integrating tarot into my writing career or my spell work or my ritual work so okay you know it that just having that experience and for the first time is just something that i will have a memory of and it's just gonna make me smile and go this is what we do for writers this is what we do and why we do it and for the convention you know to come here and promote the book to promote the deck to promote other people's work as well, and like what we're doing here with the podcast, this is why we do this. This is why we're all interconnected. Right. So and that's my favorite part. Oh, good. What about you? My favorite part of the convention uh, has been the ability to get out and meet people and make uh, connections. Uh, I got mm-hmm. to this year uh, help the Cauldron of the Celts. I've been talking it up on my, my Facebook and my Twitter and all the things. And I got to um, spend time with the ladies who run that. 
and there's some gentlemen's as well, but it's mostly women uh, in this particular one. It's just how it happened. And Tori and Bronwyn were wonderful. They had the altar set up with the different gods and the different spaces mm-hmm. to make devotional offerings. And then they had Jesse, uh, Jess do a dogda breakfast on Saturday morning. So that was really cool. And we got to offer people different foods and things like oatmeal and cheese and milk and cream. And then we got to discuss the properties and the sadness of having been given fat-free half and half. No. Yeah, right? <laughs> and they took the fat out and put in sugar. It's really uh, corn syrup. I, don't do that to yourselves, people. Please just don't. <laughs> Right, exactly. It's why why bother with half and half. So I got to spend some time doing that. Uh, and then today we had, oh, and then there was the blessing of the Morrigan and the devotion uh, that happened on Friday evening. And there were people doing readings and I got to be one of the people who got to do readings with my blessed by the Morrigan Crow Tarot, which was great. So that was exciting. And again, a lot of my stuff this weekend really resol- revolved around hanging out with these this group of people who... Uh, I've been fortunate enough to meet and get to know a little bit better. Awesome. I'd like to open it up to the floor. Yeah, I was going to say. Would anybody like to talk? Everybody's pointing at each other. Anybody want to share anything about what they've enjoyed this weekend or learned this weekend? Or, you know, feel free to speak up. Everybody's pointing at one another, and we're waiting for somebody to speak up. We're going to let Anna talk. Or on. Anna. I believe this is Dave's first Pantheon, so I think he should share his experience. Oh. Oh. See, this is we what happens when you have sharing. friends in the room. <laughs> See, she sold you out, dude. Yes, you sold me out, and I will get you. Because oh. I know where you live. <laughs> now, remember, we are recording this. So I'm going to get my little dog, too. We're recording yes. this for posterity, so yes. Anne and Dave get to work it out later. But Dave's going to answer the question, right? Sure, sure. I'll answer the question. So I am a total noob here. Um, I am friends with uh, Fred and John, our hosts for the Divination Hospitality Suite. Mm -hmm. And they have talked many times in the past about coming up here to PantheaCon. And I've sort of, you know, I'm friends with a lot of the community in San Diego, which is where I'm from, where Anna's also from. But um, I've never really, I'm sort of like still new, like dabbling a little here, learning a bit about this. I've always been interested in um, divination tools since I was a little kid. You know, I, I, when I saw Live and Let Die, it's like, oh, Solitaire Trope, that's yes. so cool. That that was I want to know about that. that. that was my so, um, but I've not followed really a path of practice. Like, uh, So recently uh, I have been, I'm sorry, something's happening here. I'm well, not I'm sure not what. Sure <laughs> so, recently anyway, so recently I've just been talking to John more about the path of heathenry, and I've mm-hmm. been wanting to learn more. I've always sort of connected with Thor, so I just recently started trying to reach out and learn more, and so um, I've gone to a couple pub moots, or one pub moot, and a few other things with John. So then coming here, I just decided at the very last minute, hey, I will do this. So for me, the most... Um, impactful thing was just meeting the people at the the heathen hospitality suite and just mm-hmm. I felt very connected there I felt mm-hmm. connected to the community I felt very comfortable there and I um I felt a little bit of mentorship and some you know guidance on what maybe literature I might want to read or how I might take the next steps to become more connected and follow that path so other than that I've been a little bit overwhelmed by a lot of other yes, stuff going on sure. all over the place but that was the most meaningful meaningful thing for me Brilliant. That's that's the beauty of coming to Pantheacon is because you get to see 
all different kinds of things, and you get to talk to different groups and find out more about them. So, Anne, what did you enjoy? What will be next? We had to, you know, it's only fair. It is only fair. Um, I actually got a really nice opportunity to reconnect with a part of my practice that I was heavily involved with once upon a time. Mm-hmm. I kind of put it to the side for a while and kind of just, you know, left it in a box, left it in the basement, you know, let it be forgotten. But I went to a workshop over the weekend, which really kind of opened that back up and made it safe to kind of reintegrate that part of my magic with my current practice. So mm-hmm. it was really nice. Plus, it was really great seeing, you know, everybody that I only see during this time of year, like our fabulous podcasters. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> Karen, what was your favorite? So I'm going to call you out a little bit. Oh, well, that's all right. I, I'm a talker, and so I'm happy to talk, and I want to let others talk if they want to. My favorite events this weekend were the Nine Faces of Odin, mm-hmm. a ritual uh, put on by Hrefnar, the Hrefnar kindred, kindred, sorry, and that just was magical. It was so wonderful. Uh, I'm glad I got there early. I heard they were turning people away. And then this afternoon, I went to the Sarasvati Puja, Mm. which was so... I've never been to one of the Pujas here, and it was wonderful. I know that they've had a Kali Puja for a number of years, but this is the first time I've seen one for uh, one of the Hindu goddesses who is not Kali. And Can you tell us a little bit about her? What, who is she? Uh, Sarasvati is the Hindu goddess of knowledge, art, literature, music. She's almost always shown holding an instrument. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a beautiful stringed instrument. And she was originally associated as so many of these divinities are with a river in Mm. India Mm. the Sarasvati and then her worship grew over time and has she has become now associated with I am you know please forgive me and do not take my word for it but from what I understand from the little study I've done just in the last couple hours thank you Wikipedia (laughs) um, she's associated with things that flow which is, of course, it would be music and poetry and art and anything, speech, like right and honorable speech and oratory and mm-hmm. rhetoric. And I've needed help with my writing. And so I mm-hmm. reached out to her and, and was very well pleased. Oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Hey, John. Hey. How are you doing? I am doing great. Did you get to get out of the suite at all? Not very often, but that's okay. You know why? Because while there are some amazing workshops at PantheaCon, uh, for me right now, after coming since 2006 to PantheaCon, I really dig the people. I enjoy connecting with people that some I only see or connect with once a year, which is at PantheaCon. They're my PantheaCon friends, and and we just really have a great time with that. And I also enjoy connecting with you all that I speak to throughout the year in whatever instance and just meeting wonderful people here at con to me and getting to meet like rachel pollack who doesn't travel that often especially to the west coast and knowing what what she has done to teach about and explore tarot because my husband is really into tarot and not so much me i do runes and 
and to hear and to meet this person and to meet Mary Greer and and then for my own path with runes I get to hang out with Diana Paxson and, and be oh, participate wow. in the nine faces of Odin ritual and that's really exciting to me to have that aspect and that that experience and then to host the divination suite and mm-hmm. see and talk to people about divination and the light that they have when they talk about it and learn about it and when we can have our little workshops in here to teach about rune casting or the grand tableau or tarot cards the tarot media company anastasia came in and did a really fun workshop on tarot and enjoy didn't you teach today i taught today i taught a class i taught a class yesterday on oh. on choosing your own oracle adventure how to choose an <laughs> oracle deck because nice. some people get intimidated you can yeah. get intimidated by looking at shelves and shelves and shelves of oracle and tarot decks in a metaphysical store please support your local metaphysical shops or if you happen to be paging through an online a favorite online shopping system how do you choose one especially if you can't see all the cards so it was fun to talk about that and then today we talked about casting runes because i I work with runes and uh just a little plug giftsoftheweird.com that's my podcast and Intentional casting and random casting and how to do that. And um, for most people that might not know what that means, it's basically a spread. And so then that was fun to do that. And be so, able to share your knowledge is always wonderful too yeah. because you have so much that we don't actually yeah. know about. Because again, we're tarot people and yeah. card people and you are a room person. It's so wonderful to see how much you bring to the table. I, I think we can get him on though. I think we can get John on because there are room cardamancy decks there are there's some yeah. beautiful rune cardamancy not very many that are no. currently published right. although Llewellyn is, is, is uh, distributing one uh, rune cards mm-hmm. that is absolutely fun and and as soon as I saw it I'm like I gotta have that deck and I have it it's sparkly and beautiful so awesome yeah Karen there, there's an oracle called the Viking Oracle and it's I don't know if it's a Llewellyn deck or, or who publishes it um, although I can email you later from home, Blue if you Angel. like. Oh yes, I don't okay. Know. It's Blue Angel deck. I don't know who distributes it. It might go Llewellyn. Llewellyn distributes, distributes yes. it. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Okay. So and that's in there, and it has a, it has a, the first half of the cards are runes. Yes, and then the rest are uh, uh, gods and uh, other uh, aspects elements, aspects, Viking personalities music. that are connected with Norse uh, uh, mythology or and then Norse. And then, as I indicated earlier, that was my voice saying that we were twisting arms because we love having the podcast in here. Oh, yeah. So this yeah. is a lot of fun. Thank yes. you. Well, and then, you know, your partner Fred was also uh, big in hosting the uh, event space. So, Fred. Yes, ma'am. Besides besides hosting at the Divination Suite, what was the other favorite thing you did this yeah. weekend that was lots of fun? Uh, getting to talk to Rachel Pollock <laughs> was... Kind of a highlight, only because I only met her once for two minutes at Bats at 2012, and this is the first time she's been to a convention uh, on the West Coast that I've been to. So it was great to get to hear her talk and you know just get to interact with her and to get to see my friends that come to this because I don't get to often see everyone that comes to these that you know because I don't come up to the Bay Area that often. So. Uh, and. Anybody else want to speak? Yeah. Um, hi, Annie. Hi. What I liked best about Pantheacon, there was a lot of tarot workshops mm-hmm. here, and I really enjoyed that. And I had never heard of Rachel Pollock, and so it was wonderful to see her 
and I bought her book. So. Oh, exciting. Yeah, and I bought, I forget your name. Jamie. Jamie. I bought her book, too. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hopefully you enjoyed as much as we've all enjoyed reading it, because some of us got to pre-read it. Some of oh, us there were you either go. beta readers or editors or feedback <laughs> yes. people. Will, did you have fun? Yes, yes I had you fun. you out because you came into the room. Yes. Um, I had a lot of fun. I visited a lot of different things. My favorite things were actually the... Uh, Panels. Uh-huh. I like the panels. I like to uh, watch uh, and listen to people discuss topics from different points of view at the mm-hmm. same time. Was there uh, one that stood out, though? Pardon? Was there one that stood out? Just like a name? Uh, there, there was one done on uh, tarot cards that you just hate or, or, or you're yeah. afraid of. Don't be afraid of these cards. Uh-huh. And it was done very well. It, yeah. was, uh, it was a great workshop. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. And Dave? Sure. Oh. Okay. We have two Daves in the room. Dave already missed one Dave. Yes. We oh. get the second Dave. Yes. Okay, you get second Dave. Second Dave. Um, what was the question again? Since I walked in late. It's all right. Over the weekend, what has been the most thing that you enjoyed from Pantheacon? Anything. It doesn't have to necessarily be divination specific or class specific. I, I would say that the thing that I enjoyed most was coming to the various hospitality suites to interact with people of many different backgrounds and interests and finding the synergy of of joy in this coming together here. It's what To me, it's what it's all about, mm-hmm. Pantheacon. And with the experiences I've had over the years coming here, this seems to be one of the the best years for getting this kind of coming together in my field. So, yes, this has been a fantastic time. And just being able to get out and interact with people and find what, what makes their minds glow. Brilliant. Thank you so nice. much. Yeah. I also have to say I'm admiring your Cthulhu Lovecraft shirt. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a Snoopy rendition where Snoopy is Cthulhu, Lovecraft is Charlie Brown, and the house is the books of the Necronomicon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, the, dog, the dog house is the, the Necronomicon. Dark, yes. Yes. <laughs> well, it's been really great being able to do this and hang out and chat with everyone because as Dave pointed out, you know, one of the best things about Pantheacon is meeting the people and getting to interact. And I think, at least for me, that's what this is all yeah. about. It's about connecting with magical family and being able to explore mm-hmm. and learn so much in such a short period of time. Uh, it can be slightly overwhelming, but it can always be wonderful. I also like the idea of the synergy aspect that Dave, too, brought up with, you know, we might all have different paths. We might all have different divination techniques and toys and we can learn so much from one another by sharing by talking opening up and speaking well then i think this is a great place to end on i agree thank you both fred and john John. for letting us take over the divination suite for an hour or so thank you to our live studio audience very much thank you and we will hope to see you on the next episode of Tarot Visions. Check out our Facebook. Check out our Twitters. Check out our episodes. Keep on talking, and we want to keep the conversation going. Thank you for listening to Tarot Visions, a podcast for the modern oracle. 
to keep the conversation going, please find us on Facebook at Tarot Visions US or follow us on Twitter at Tarot underscore Visions.